Welcome back to the Stand Up and Shout Rock Show with Whisk and Kev. Coming to you live from the Salisbury Center Studios on the Wild Style Network. Yes, sir. All right. All right. So we got a new edition of What Are the Odds? And we, we did one of these a little while it's ago. Our second time playing What Are the Odds. First of all, let me comment the design is much better. It's an improved design. It is. I did not design this at 8.30 in the morning. But then, I, you know, so it, it might be a little flat, like gray on the slides, but I was trying to do a chalkboard. I like the odds. You know, odds makers use a chalkboard. So you were at school and <laughs> they don't have chalkboards anymore. <laughs> you know, they have chalkboard templates all over the place. So you can use Photoshop, right? <laughs> well, you know, I didn't want to like overdo the chalkboard. I want to make an, an homage to the chalkboard without like doing a chalkboard. We could be rolling in a little bit of schools out while right. we're I mean, looking a, at the chalkboard. Obviously, I don't know if I've hit it because I'm still explaining it. Chalkboard. I'm implying chalkboard. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe I shouldn't do that because it shows our age because you brought up chalkboards in schools, but they don't have chalkboards in schools, really. It's Not, been a long time since I've been in a school. <laughs> <laughs> Even my kids have been out of schools. school for a <laughs> been out. They got, I mean, most have electronic whiteboards. Smart boards. Yes. Or they have, that's a specific. They have whiteboards now. Yes. Whiteboards and smart boards. The marker boards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And no grades. (laughs) Well, you know, they have grades. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's for the young kids. That's a whole other topic and show we could get into. (laughs) Hang in there, Jeff. Another year to go. All right, so this is the Foo Fighter edition of What Are the Odds? What are the odds? So, like, and please play with us. So, if you're if you're not watching now live and you're watching this later, you know, think of your answers as we're formulating our answers. We did this before we did a Motley Crue edition. This is going to be a Foo Fighters yeah. edition. And before we hit that first question, you know, we did mention. So we've got the Stand Up and Shout Rock Show page on Facebook. Mm-hmm. We're on Instagram, mm-hmm. and we have the email. Yes, Stand Up and Shout. All spelt out, no spaces, stand, stand up and, up shout, and rock. shout rock show yes. at gmail.com. And we're working on a couple of couple of things for upcoming episodes to get some more engagement from you all and as the audience. So if you have any ideas, any topics, anything that you'd like us to talk about, and we'll figure out a way to hopefully build this out and get some more participation. Love we that. definitely want to hear that from you. Yeah. So we do it live, then we can debate our odds on all of these questions. Maybe do a little polling. Mm-hmm. We were we were pretty close to our odds last time we did this. There was yeah. one split, one big split between you and I. We'll see where this goes right. this time around. All right, all right, fired away. Here we go. All right, do you, I'm going to read. Is that cool? That's fine. Right. What are the odds that the Foo Fighters will score a number one song from their new album, their new album that's uh, that's being released? Tonight. Tonight. So that very timely. Yep. Yes. But here we are. But here we are. Which that was in, in terms of the festival shirts, that was the logo on the festival shirts. Okay. But here we are. Yeah. So you wrote this question. I did. So when you say a number one song. Say number. Well, that's. I, ooh, you're going to. Yo, look at you. <laughs> you're going to call me number one on what? Yes. Uh, let's go with. Uh, let's go traditional billboard charts. All right. So just. The normal, normal top, top 100 singles on Billboard. Because it's my understanding they've had 11 over the course of their career. Billboard number ones. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what are the odds that they will score that again and make it a, an even dozen? So I would say, and I've, 
you know, some of the songs have been released and I love what I've heard so far. Mm-hmm. Um, Rescued love of the song. four songs that have come out, I love think it. is phenomenal. Yep. I'm hoping it gets a bit more of a bump because mm-hmm. it's been out for a number of weeks and it's already dropping. It peaked around number 15 on the hard rock mm-hmm. charts mm-hmm. and it's dropping a little bit. So I'm hoping it'll get another kick. You were so good when the album homework. comes out. You so did your homework. So assuming there's going to be another song or two of that kind of in that same vein. Uh-huh. I'm going to say 80%. Wow, you're going high. Look, this is not a knock on the Foo Fighters. Uh, to me, it's it's the state of rock and roll right now. Like, I'm a little bit disheartened with, you know, kind of what those kids are listening to. You know, so, uh, I mean, I Can think... Can a rock song go number one now? Right, is right. impossible? Right. I think, it's, you're right, that's kind of like, that's kind of why I picked on this particular yeah. question. You know, because it's bigger than the Foo Fighters. And I think that's maybe like going to be the bigger theme of this conversation because the Foo Fighters is a very large rock band still. And obviously it garnered what 60, 70,000 eyeballs, you know, out at the Sonic Temple music festival, you know, in that, that packed stadium and which is great for rock and roll. You still got a band that can do that, but can they pull this off? Where they was it all up? older people and their kids? There was, that was, was it. There, there wasn't any like kids by themselves. It was, kids if they were there they were with their parents for the most part probably there were some there were some i would say that you know groups of teenagers into their 20s that were there independently but i'm going to say it's some i'm not going to say it was the majority the majority there i would guess was over 35 you know put it that way in terms of the crowd yeah well and that's a that's a bit of a different i mean granted a lot of the bands that were there all four days kind of feel a, a similar demographic for the most part very true but all of their shows because mm-hmm. outside of the festivals they're doing, they're doing, you know, 15, 20 just shows where they're headlining and they're completely sold out. Mm-hmm. So it may be the same group, but my guess is you might have a little bit younger crowd that's showing up. I mm-hmm. mean, obviously with Taylor Hawkins, unfortunate passing away, you know, they've been in the news. Yes. So yeah. I think that's going to garner them some new fans. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, looking at Morgan Wallen is number one on the Hot 100 right sure, now. So sure, it's like, right, right, right. that's a totally different venue. And right. that's what's kind of popular right now. And right. Taylor Swift and, you know, other stuff, you yeah. know, the more pop type stuff. So it is, it's a tough inroad. Mm-hmm. I thought the Metallica would peak a little bit higher yes. when it came out. Yes. And it got nowhere close. Right, right. So it could be the state of rock and roll right now. Yeah. Well, so my number ultimately is going to be 33%. The problem with the rock right now is that there's nobody young into it, doing it hardly at all. I, I mean, it, you guys go to more shows than I do, yeah. and some of the young rock bands that are out now, yeah. what's their audience like? It's probably people like us going to see the young rock bands, because I, I look at Gavin Evick, and it's a bunch of 21-year-olds, great kids, great rock and roll, do, right. they do a great job, but the people that are coming to see them are still older people. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm still, still, I, I still have some optimism, uh, optimism. Ah, I'm so optimistic and have optimism in a uh, Dave Grohl's songwriting. So that's why I went as high as 33, but okay. I, I, I'm not going to go higher than that. Just not because of the Foo Fighters, just because of the state of rock and roll. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So question number two, mm-hmm. you, re- you can read, I read the last one. So 
what are the odds that this is the Foo Fighters' last album? Ooh, so you want me to go first? You can go first. This this one stings a little bit. Oh man, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go sixty-seven percent. I'm gonna go two thirds. I'm gonna go. I think it's likely. Um, and hearing like maybe maybe I'm a little bit biased, like coming off of the show that I just went to at that festival at the Sonic Temple Music Festival. There's a lot of nostalgia and the the conversation in between songs from Dave okay. Grohl. So I in that nostalgia, it's it's you know he basically even admitted that he's thought of giving up multiple times, but the fans are the ones that bring him back out. So that to me communicates like a possible exit from what he has been doing like over years and years and years. They did just reform the band though. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I want to go lower than 67, but I'm going to stay with 67. We might be a little bit more divergent on this one. I love it. Yeah, we, two, two. Yeah. yeah. I would say my, I'm kind of waffling around on this, but it's low. Mm -hmm. So I would say me personally, I think it's 10%. Wow. That low you because went super low. You know, for the most part, they're still relatively young mm -hmm. and there's money to be made. That's true. That's and, you know, I think, and I get it. I can totally understand where he's coming from mm -hmm. because not only did Taylor Hawkins die, right. But his mom also passed away right. this past year. <laughs> so, you know, he's coming from a very uh, vulnerable, emotional yep. point of view. Yep. So I can certainly understand you know, that he gave it a lot of thought and, you know, do I still want to keep doing this? Right. Um, but the fact that, you know, Taylor's passing was the perfect avenue to step out mm -hmm. if he wanted to do that. Sure. And even go do something else. Right. And, and they chose for the fans. Right. And for the money. Right. Get it back together. So I think we will see another Foo Fighters album. You know, I mean, but you don't think that they're going to turn into a touring band versus putting out continued new music? Well, I think, you know, obviously there's going to be a desire for them to perform, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I think they are going to do a tour. It's mm -hmm. going to be pretty extensive. I was impressed that this album came together, frankly, as quickly yeah, as I it know, did. I and know. it was very, very quiet. Yeah. And when you consider where they were coming from, with what happened to the band, mm -hmm. um, obviously there was a lot of... Uh, material and emotion that yep. you could feed off of to, yep. to write an album. Yep. But frankly, for someone this popular, mm -hmm. I was surprised it came together as quickly as it did. You're persuading me a little. I don't know if I, I, I I'm not going to change. I'm going to stick with my sixties, but you know, I, 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 I'm buying into more what you're saying this one than the last question. All right. I'll say that with love. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question let's go number three. Go Lou or Scott, you want to chime in on any of these? No, I, I think I kind of agree with with both of you in certain aspects because yeah. I, I feel like they, they may tour, but I think that they're not going to. You going all right? Uh, I don't know if they're going to do a new album, though, <clears throat> because think about it. Aerosmith, any of those guys, once you get like Dave right. Rolls, our age, right? maybe a, a year older, right. I think. A couple years, yeah. Yeah, so do any of those guys, have they written new albums after like 55, 60, or do they just tour off right. their old stuff? Right, right. Yeah. Do you still have it in you at you know, 55, 60 to, to write stuff, unless you're like Paul McCartney or something, but even 
As D. Snyder says, I'm not angry anymore. Yeah. I have nothing to write about. I'm not angry anymore. Yeah. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I think that they're not going to do another album. I'd, I'd be on the low end with that, like the 33%. So the, this, they're going to do a new album? Yeah, so they're the flip of that. So the question was, is what's the odds that this is their last oh, album? So yeah. I'm with you, like 67, yeah. like two-thirds probably, that's, yeah. That's, you've hit the difficulty mm. of odd makers. You know what I mean? Like, mm. that's why it's, this is a tough job. Yeah. All right, the next one. I'm going to read this one. Okay. The last one. We're going to take turns. Sure. All right. What are the odds that Josh Fries is a permanent member of the Foo Fighters? He stays a permanent member. In other words, their last drummer. Yes. Yeah. What do you say? 20%. Wow, man, we are so split. I'm going to go opposite you in yeah. this one. Like, yeah. Well, and, and go ahead. All right. I'll no, let you go no, with no, it. No, no, you go. So... I say that one because he's been a session player and played and performed with so many bands uh -huh. over the years Yeah, that I don't know. And even some of the things that have initially come out, you know, he's, you know, he's the touring member of Foo Fighters. Uh -huh. They haven't said he's our new drummer. Uh -huh. So maybe right, that goes right, back right. to this might be the end, uh -huh. like you were saying, but I don't know that he's a hundred percent in, but at the same time, I saw the video uh -huh. from Boston calling, calling the other day, right? Where Shane Hawkins got back up on stage yes. and performed with the band. Yeah. And you could see it written all over Dave Grohl's face, how much he enjoys him being behind the kit. Okay. And I think, you know, he's still a young guy. It's a good story. I see where you're going. That, Josh Fries is a fill-in uh -huh. until they feel Shane is ready to take over his uh -huh. dad's throne. Uh -huh. I'm going to go 75%. I am going opposite of you on this one. Okay, so first of all, money. Money, money, money. So, yeah, like, Foo Fighters is guaranteed money. That is true. Stability, you know, as opposed to being a session or hired gun. So, they saw the great Netflix... Or maybe it was Amazon Prime documentary. One of the doc one of those yep. streaming services. If you can see that, you know that documentary, Hired Guns. It's fantastic about session musicians like like Josh Fries. But uh, so that's kind of like my first piece to it. But I also feel that, especially like how Taylor Hawkins was brought into the Foo Fighters, and if you see their documentary back and forth, when he describes really kind of being a session drummer, even for Alanis Morissette, yep. and coming into the Foo Fighters and finding that stability and how much it felt like family and home, it seems like Josh Fries is cut from that mold also, you know, and playing the same style of music as a session musician in different bands over and over again. And, you know, as an accepted member now of the Foo Fighters family, almost like what you saw with Metallica and some kind of monster, right? Yep. You know, yeah. in that documentary that, you know, they've, they've changed their ways, although the Foo Fighters never had to change their ways like Metallica did, that you become a part of that family and are a permanent part of that family. So that's why I see it as, as more permanent. Those two reasons, money and stability, and then that sense of family and feel. Okay. Yeah. So that's why we are like opposite on everything so yeah. far. All right. I like it though. Makes for better conversation. All right. Where are you on that one, Mr. Salisbury? I don't think he's going to stick. Yeah. He jumps around too much. All right. <laughs> All right. Last one. What are the odds 
that we will get to see our Foo Fighters show at Meriwether Post Pavilion. We had tickets. We, we so did. had tickets before the tragedy. We were so excited. And they were phenomenal seats. <laughs> uh-huh. We, we, we did. We had amazing pit tickets for that. Yep. Yeah. You want me to go? Like fifth or sixth row? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to make yeah, you go feel ahead. good about my answer. I think we're going to agree on this one. 100%. He is okay. coming home. Now, if it's uh, the only thing, okay, I would say 99% if he would venture away from Meriwether Post Pavilion, but I can't imagine that he will. I just, I, on the 1% chance that he does not go to Meriwether Post, we'll be seeing him somewhere else in D.C., but this is home. Foo Fighters are a D.C. Yeah. band. We're going to see him. I would agree. I'd, I'd say it's somewhere up in that range, 99, 100%. Mm-hmm. There we go. We finally agree. Venue agnostic. It's going to be somewhere. Uh-huh. And hopefully we have equally as good seats. Right. Well, you know. They're going to cost twice as much <laughs> right? as they did then. But. <laughs> right. And it's not like we didn't, uh, you know, save a penny paying for them. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So definitely. And I'm excited because I, I've said it before. I know you've seen them a bunch of times. Yes. But I have not seen them live, so it's... I believe that. It's unbelievable. Different time of my life when they were out and touring. Yes, and yes. So... The first time the first time I saw the Foo Fighters was a local venue. It was. It's no longer around. If you remember Fox 5 News, shut it down. It was The Nation downtown, and they, they did not sell it out, you know, off of their first... Like, basically, they just released their first right. album, and it was amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. We're going to go see him. So we, I think we've ended odds makers on a great note. We ended on an upbeat, positive note. For sure. Jeff Salisbury, you want to chime in on this one? Scott? Are we seeing him? I'm, I'm rooting for you. Yeah, you're going to see him. All right. <laughs> yeah, we're going to see him at the Salisbury Center? Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yep. So that's the newest edition of What Are the Odds? And again, very split. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, good odds it, for the. It's if you're better posting. to be divergent than to just agree, agree across the board. It, yes. You know, it, it's, it's great for the people betting. If you are betting on this, like you're going to win either way. For sure. Yeah. So uh, as we mentioned coming into the segment, we want to hear from you guys. So those of you catching this live, hit us up on Stand Up and Shout Rock Show on Facebook, the Instagram. Or email us at standupandshoutrockshow at gmail.com. We're going to be back next or two Wednesdays from now. Yep. The The idea is we're going to get on a regular cadence. We're mm-hmm. going to do shows every other Wednesday for now. And hopefully it continues to grow and blossom. And maybe it's a weekly thing. And anytime there's a rock event at the Salisbury Center, we'll also be here. Here too. Make promoting us a party the bands, you. talking to the bands. Yep. Wanting you guys to get out here and mm-hmm. experience some live music and hang out with us, but also, you know, have a good time and make us a part of your Wednesday night. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. All Anything right. Anything else? Oh, it was a great time, Kevin, as always. I agree. Yeah. Thanks to Scott behind the glass. And, uh, we'll see you next time on the stand up and shout rock show.